All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, May 8th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, we, we got to get into it. Today is all about the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has come out this weekend. We've got the numbers, and there is a lot to talk about. This is a very, very important episode of the B.O. Boy. So, Clayton, could you give us a very important plow for the weekend of Friday, May 5th? Yes, number one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 made $114 million in its opening weekend. Number two, the Super Mario Bros. movie made $18.6 million, down only 54%. It lost 295 theaters. It's at $518.1 million in its fifth frame. Number three, Evil Dead Rise made $5.7 million, down 53%. It lost 381 theaters. It's at $54.1 million in its third weekend. Number four, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, made $3.3 million, down 50%. It had no theater change. It is at $12.6 million in its second weekend. And number five, another newbie, Love Again, crawls into the top five, $2.4 million in its first frame. That is your top five. All right, Clayton. I mean, today it's all about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I mean, we look at this, the rest of this top 10, and it's Mario is still doing great. And Love Again did exactly what we predicted, which is Jack S at the box office did not do anything, made $2.4 million. And all the mm-hmm. rest of the stuff is where you expected. John Wick is still doing great. Dungeon Dragons has got to $90 million. It's probably not going to hit 100 Air is over $50 million. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant is by default still in the top 10. Sisu exists, whatever, whatever, whatever. The only thing that matters this week Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 opened at $114 million. So first of all, mm-hmm. I'm giving myself a light pat on the back. I predicted 110, so I didn't quite nail it, but I was pretty close. You went 120. It kind of split the difference between us, though it was closer to my prediction. David Thompson yeah. of the Direct Podcast, our Marvel expert, great man, great podcast, he was he was feeling optimistic. He went 125. This movie didn't come close. And, you know, I'll throw it out there. This is a disappointment. Yeah, because you're saying 125. Even that is not good. No. For this film. I mean, it would be the best of what the tracking had shown. Right. But the tracking right? was not good. But, but the tracking's not the good. Tracking and the tracking has never been good. Right. Even when it, we ha- go back to our episode where we, in the archives, we have there in the title that Guardians uh, the, Ga- the Galaxy 3 tracking hits, and it's dismal. Yep, yep. And it it got worse before it got better. Yes, yes. Because I think- With that tracking. I think that episode was probably a month or two ago, and at that point, the tracking was, what, 130 or so, when we were like, this is low, mm-hmm. this is low. And then as we got closer to the to the movie, the tracking got as low as, oh, it's going to make 120. And that's really low. Yep. And the movie didn't hit the, the tracking. There was murmurs, Pat. Oh, my God. That this thing was tracking to go under 100. 
So it didn't and then do that towards the end, towards the end of the uh, like the tracking when it got closer to the due date, people were like, "Okay, now I'm going to start buying tickets. Now I'm going to start buying tickets." Right, right, right. But it, you know, it rebounded a little bit, but not enough, not enough to make this thing on steady feet. No, because right now this 114 really is a question mark mm-hmm. because it did barely better than Quantumania, which is a loathed film. Yes, lo- fully loathed, fully loathed. And now, of course, people didn't loathe it that opening weekend because people hadn't seen it. Right. But it dropped off a cliff. Right. And this movie has really great exit scores. Yes, it's got an A score. People like it. Yeah. People really like it. And yet... There was there was a slight uptick over the weekend, but not a big bounce. Like my thought was, I was kind of thinking, okay, well, one ten, that could happen. It could go higher. It could go lower. Right. But there is a possibility with these like really great exits that it could go to one twenty. Right. Like I felt like there was a possibility that there could be a lot of walk up because. People were saying, this is good. This is good. And world travels, world, uh, word travels fast. Yes. Pardon me. Yes. It's a wild feed. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, it travels fast and it can be one of those things where you could get an uptick of $10 million over a weekend yes. because of good word of mouth. We've seen it happen. Right. This did not happen. No, this was not a bad boys three situation in which the word mm-hmm. of mouth drove the box office to go higher and higher as the weekend went. The word of mouth here didn't really matter. It didn't matter because the thing is, these superhero movies, especially these Marvel movies, are not the flavor of the month anymore. And listen, this movie opens $114 million. That's a huge number. You know, that's uh, uh, almost as big as James Cameron's Aquaman made in the Entourage universe back in the early 2000s. Not as big, but almost as big. So it's a big number. But for comparison's sake, one year ago, May Mm -hmm. 6th, 2022, Doctor Strange 2, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness opened up to $187 million domestic. The same weekend, one year ago, the kickoff of the summer, a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. And that movie opened to about $70 million more than Guardians of the Galaxy 3 did. And Doctor Strange is not so was not supposed to be as big of a franchise as the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy, especially that second one, was a sensation. So there's, you know, Doctor Strange 1 only opened to like $80 million. Doctor Strange 2 opened to $180 million. So you would think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 opening in the same spot a year later in a time that the further we get away from COVID, that more and more people are going back to the movie theater. So it's a better time now than it was one year ago. And yet there is this big decline. And that decline is because Marvel movies are just not as popular as they used to be, which is okay, but it's true. That's that's true, but again, Pat, we're going to argue about this till the end of flipping time. Mm-hmm. The reason why Doctor Strange opened bigger 
than a regular Doctor Strange movie is because it was akin to a Captain America Civil War type movie. It was bringing together strains well, from other let, movies. Let, let's let's not let's not re, let's not relitigate the specifics, Doctor Strange. But, but so that's why. But, but, but what I'm saying, this that's movie why opening seventy million less than Doctor Strange did a year ago in the same spot is a sign of Marvel decline. Doctor Strange was not going to have Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk and all the characters. It was promising. Hey, maybe John Krasinski will be in this as Reed Richards. Maybe. No, it had Scarlet Witch. We, let, again, let's not. Let's you can not go really back and listen let's to not, our arguments many times about yeah. this. What I'm saying here, let me just finish sure. what I was saying. Sure, okay? sure. Continue talking of about course, the casting of Doctor Strange from one year ago. Oh, my God. Of course, it was not. This movie was not going to do that number for the reasons I stated. But the problem is this should have done. Love and Thunder numbers, yes, at least. At right? least. Right? Because it didn't have to be as big as the second one. Nobody expected it to be as big as the second one because that was in the prime of Marvel's life. So everybody was going to see every Marvel movie and rushing to see it and seeing it twice, right? If this movie would have made even 135, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would have said, you know what? They still maybe got it. They, maybe, yes. This is 114. This is the same. This is just a little bit. Uh, this is around the same amount that the original Spider-Man made in 20, uh, 2002. Jesus. Right? So, listen, that was a huge, that was a, that was a, uh, a record at the time. That was huge. But we're not adjusting for but, inflation. Absolutely. We're not. We never do that. No. But that's the thing, is that this is the movie that was supposed to kick off the summer. It's a Marvel movie. And we're looking at a movie that opened at 114. 114. You mentioned Thor, Love and Thunder. That came out this past summer. That opened to 144. So a $30 yeah, million dollar decline yeah. from, Gar from Thor 3 down to, or Thor 4 down to Guardians 3. That is, should be terrifying to the Marvel movie executives. It should be terrifying. Well Here's the problem with it is that it used to be that people would go see Marvel movies mm -hmm. either for the connectivity because it was just this, the movies at the time that everybody loved because the factory was pushing out stuff that was hitting all the zones, the action zone, right. the funny zone, right. the, all that. Now, there's been so many stinkers in a row for them Yes, that even a good Marvel movie is assumed to be bad. Yes, yes. And this people is people don't victim. believe this a cinema score. This is a victim of Black Widow. Mm. This is a victim of the Eternals. This is a victim of Love and Thunder. This is a victim of Quantum Mania. Uh, Quantum Mania. Yes. Okay. This is a victim of madness. Yes. 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 This this movie being the direct follow up to Quantum Mania. I don't think everyone gave enough credence to how damaging the dislike for quantum mania would be because this is the, this is the next Marvel movie after people came out of quantum mania and were saying, what the F was that these movies are, these movies are trash. These movies stink. These movies are lame. You know, those were the, the quotes you're getting coming out of quantum mania. And then guardians of the galaxy three, 
has to be the one that tries to get people to forget about those feelings they just had um, two months ago. You know, mm-hmm. Quantum Eighty didn't come out two years ago. Came out two months ago. If you if if you were a uh, a, a newborn baby when Quantum Mania came out, you're only three months old right now. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Think about that. And that and that bad buzz about Quantum Mania has transferred to you, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're a baby and you're a sponge, right. and you soak in stuff, even if you don't understand words. There's psychic energy. Yes. There's energy that is around Marvel now. Yes. And that baby is going to be crawling away from Marvel, mm-hmm. not towards mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, let's talk really quick about demos here. Okay. Because you were kind enough to, to paste these demos into the chat. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Pat, so 62% male, 58 between 18 and 34, and the largest demo being 25 to 34 mm-hmm. at 31%. Mm-hmm. That all tracks, right? Yep. Younger men go Diverse, see these these movies still. Yeah, they'll be the they'll that, be the last ones to give this up for sure. Absolutely, as they are with all things. Yeah, right. Updated diversity demos: forty one percent Caucasian, twenty six percent Latino and Hispanic, sixteen percent Black, seventeen percent Asian and other. So listen, I mean that's great. the The diversity is there. Yep. I mean, somehow the Latino and Hispanics were able to go see this movie and also watch Bad Bunny do a great, yes. uh, do a great match at what was it? Uh, uh, pay, what WWE it was? Backlash. Bad Bunny had Backlash in, in, and Backlash in Puerto Rico. Great match, and and his fan base was able to both watch his match and see Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Latino and Hispanic over indexed, which is you love to see that. And so here's what I here's what I think damaged this movie a little bit with females, mm-hmm. other than it just being a Marvel movie in general, which, you know, females do go see these movies. Right. But there is and I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's out there mm-hmm. is that this does focus a lot on Rocket uh-huh. and there is some animal. I don't want to say animal abuse, but not by the, of course, the production. Right. But it's depicted in this film. Yes, yes. Characters abusing animals. I'm sure no animals were harmed in the making of this movie because everything's digital anyway. And I don't want to genderize, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. But I will a little bit here in that in just my experience Mm -hmm. with the women in my life, Mm -hmm. They do not like to see animals harmed. Right. They do not like jokes about animals being harmed. They don't want to see dead animal carcasses. Right. Okay. I know all these things from experience. Right. Right. Now, so the fact that this buzz was out there, mm-hmm. it could be like, I don't want to see this movie because I don't want to be bummed out by seeing animal abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's done on a green screen and it's done poorly by rushed VFX artists. Right. It's still animal abuse. Right, right, right. And, and and you're making a a concerted gamble there that the amount of women who will stay away because there is animal torture in your movie will be overridden by the amount of extra men who will come in to see the animal abuse. You know, that's the yes. gamble you're you're taking when you put graphic animal torture in your movies that enough men mm-hmm. will come because of it 
that it will cancel out the women who stay away. And based on a $114 million opening weekend, the gamble didn't pay off. The, it did not. The animal no. torture that is reportedly in this movie did not get enough extra men in to watch it. And because, mm-hmm. yeah, 62% male. Uh, we don't have in front of us all the usual statistics. Obviously, superhero movies are going to have more male, but that does seem high. That does seem like mm-hmm. these these comic book movies are starting to turn into a sausage fest, which is, you know, again, uh, women love comic books. Women love Marvel movies and superhero movies, but comic book industry is traditionally a bit more of a sausage fest and yeah when the mcu was in its prime everyone was going to see it and they were big yeah. date movies and i think a lot of a lot of men who saw these movies on dates three years ago four years ago in the infinity war Endgame time i think their dates are no longer with them and they're seeing movies like guardians of the galaxy volume three alone and that's for many reasons we won't get into. Right, right, right. Right, but but that, that definitely now. has happened. Yeah. They're single now. They're single and, now. And, and I, I don't know how ready to mingle they are. Right. To be honest, you know, about it. Right. To be perfectly frank. So, and, and, and to say, like, I had said this in previous episodes that the buzz on this is that it's, it's more sobering, mm-hmm. it's a bummer, it's solemn, which is not bad. Right. It could make for a great movie. It could make for a movie that is artistically more satisfying. Yes. But that But is it tr- Rainbow Road? Right. Is it Mario right. and Luigi and Bowser battling and Princess? Right. My apologies. Right. And Toad. And Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong. Thank you. Yep. Battling it out on Rainbow Road. Right. And not every movie has to have Rainbow Road, huh? Huh? I mean, legally they can't because Nintendo owns the IP. If they could, they would. If they could, they would. If you could have the Guardians playing, like, in carts on Rainbow Road, you would do it. You just would. You'd have to. Yes, you'd you'd have have to to. do it. But what I'm saying is not all movies have to be Rainbow Road, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if the somberness of this movie affected how many people wanted to rush out and see it right 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 it doesn't feel like a party in the way that guardians 2 felt like a party you know when that movie Which opened up to a hundred and what 46, 46. million i mean yeah, yeah that's a party movie 114 million dollars while that sounds big and it's great to have a movie uh, open to 100 million Again, it shows the decline in interest for the Marvel movies. It just does. Now, Pat, I want to posit this to you because I feel like this is the most mind-bending of the questions that uh, always come up Mm -hmm. when these Marvel movies are talked about. Is, is, Is it better for a movie, a Marvel movie, to be so insanely intrinsically like linked to every other Marvel movie Mm -hmm. that you have to have seen all the shows and all the movies to even parse it out. Or is it better for a Marvel movie to be not necessarily completely standalone, but less linked? Because I think there's this thing where the reason why Marvel, these movies fail 
people always will either be like, well, Quantumania failed because it's too connected. It should have been not connected like the Ant-Man, the other Ant-Man movies. And now people are saying, oh, well, Guardians isn't as connected to the next phase. So that's why this failed. So is which one is it? Or is it just the fact that Marvel movies are flailing and it's like, who knows what's going to hit now and what's not going to hit now? So, Because quality doesn't seem to matter. I think the connectivity is a trick question in the sense that in those the first 10 years of Marvel, the connected nature of the movies was obviously a benefit because the more connected mm-hmm. they got and the closer you got to Infinity War and Endgame and years and years worth of these movies overlapping, it obviously helped because the box office in that 2018, 2019 run was legendary. The Mm -hmm. problem now is that all of these movies are connected to streaming shows that people do not like, people are not watching, people are not aware of. And Mm in the past, you'd have just regular Joe and regular Jane, and they were dating and they were having a great time. And they would go see their two, sometimes three Marvel movies a year. And they'd watch them and they'd understand them. And then they'd be excited that the next Marvel movie would be connected to those last couple of Marvel movies that they saw. But yeah, regular Joe and regular Jane are not watching all these Disney plus Marvel shows. They're skipping them. And then when something like quantum mania comes out that relies on regular Joe and regular Jane to have seen the Loki TV series, they're going to say, first of all, we broke up and stop texting me about going to see Marvel movies with you. Yeah. And second of all, they didn't watch these shows and therefore they don't understand what's going on anymore. It's too difficult. So Guardians of the Galaxy 3 apparently isn't very connected in the way that something like Quantumania was, but people have already thrown up their hands and said, I I don't watch all these shows. I'm not going to understand this. I don't care. So I don't think it matters that this one was more standalone because the whole Mm -hmm. idea of Marvel has become homework for the average person. But, and I'm going to then, then hone in on what you were talking about more specifically Mm -hmm. is that I think I agree with this. And what, what you were saying without saying is that motion pictures should not, should not entangle themselves and be anchored to what is the vast wasteland of television? Yes, 100%. Because television is an inferior medium mm-hmm. in general, right? There are great shows. Don't Soprano, Succession. We can go on and on, on right? And on and there on. are great shows. Yes. But they are beacons in a vast wasteland, right. okay? And so when you're like, you have to watch a TV show to enjoy the highest form of art, right. which is cinema. Yes. That is a mistake. Right. Because even DC knows, even DC knows right. that you got your CW superheroes and then you got your big screen superheroes right. and never 
should the twain meet? Never the twain should meet. Even they know. Even they know. Even them. Right. You don't have to watch Arrow on the CW to go see the Batman. Yes. That would be a disaster. And that is how it should be. That's how it should be. If you want to stay home, you get stay-at-home Flash. If you want to go out, you see go-out Flash. Yes. 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 So I think that that has been a huge problem for these Marvel movies is the, the reliance on having to watch all of these streaming shows because yes, people love TV and we've had TV shows that become turned into hit movies forever and ever. If if back in the, in the mid nineties, they announced there's Seinfeld, the movie, that movie, especially in the nineties opens to $31 million and, and does $130 million domestic easy easy but if in order to see that movie you had to not just watch seinfeld but you had to watch caroline in the city and the single guy and union square and And veronica's closet veronica's closet and fired up and Mm jesse you had to watch all these other shows that people don't care about then the movie would have been a a hard sell because Mm -hmm. people don't want to watch all those shows and, and people don't want to watch all these shows and listen, guardians. Again, we haven't seen the movie yet. Apparently it's not super connected to these shows, but the assumption is out there already. You know, it is now Marvel has to do the work to break people off of that assumption that if they're not watching these Disney plus streaming shows, they're not going to understand the movies. And you know, I, I just quickly want to touch on, because we talked about this off mic the other day, but the next batch of Marvel movies, this oh. is potentially a minefield. And this mm-hmm. becomes the, I would say, the apex of their problem, which is movies that depend on people having watched the streaming shows. So I'm just going to list out, these are the next three movies that will be released by marvel and i think past this nothing else is in production so we really don't know if anything else will actually come out after these or what those movies will be after these but yeah november right now you've got november slated for the marvels which is basically captain marvel 2 and it's heavily dependent on watching the show miss marvel Mm -hmm. then you've got in May of next year. So the May summer kickoff movie for 2024 is Captain America, new world order. So that's Anthony Mackie starring as the new Captain America. And you basically have had to watch Captain America and winter soldier to understand this movie. And Mm -hmm. then in July of next summer is Thunderbolts, which, okay. I what shows is that based on? That's based on Captain America and Winter Soldier. It's got Sebastian Stan. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, you have to have watched. I think some other Marvel show that hasn't even come out yet, you have to watch. Because this is the one where Julia Louis Dreyfus's character is a big deal, and she's only been on streaming shows. Um I think she showed didn't she show up in one of the movies at the end? I think she was in Black Panther Wakanda forever. But but you look at these next three Marvel movies and Clayton, all three of those 
very easily could not just underperform, but full on bomb at the box office. The Marvels. Uh, yeah. Captain America, New World Order. And Thunderbolts. Those could all Here's, bomb. All of them. So Marvel's will. Uh, Marvel's will. And that's going to be scary. But the scary one is going to be when Captain America bombs. Because that is a marquee name. It's a name, but not a, not the not the character no, that no. people remember uh, that's from what, 10 years ago. But but, what, but Captain, Amar- Captain America is a IP name, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like when a Batman movie underperforms, it's like, wow, a Batman movie can underperform. Right. Right. That's what we're talking about. Right. Right. So when that one goes down the toity, yep. there's going to be scrambling because then what they have after that is Thunderbolts, which has no IP value to people right. that haven't read comics. Right. Right. Like that, that Thunderbolts movie is also dependent on being a fan of the Black Widow movie, which came out like in COVID summer of 2021. So well, one it's of also the, dependent on you liking Captain America. Well, like that's that the Thunderbolts Captain America movie. movie. Well, I'm saying the Thunderbolts movie. But no, but oh, Pat, yes. what I'm saying is that yes. it's going to come right after that Captain America movie, which is going to be tied to that. Right. Right. And so because the in the Thunderbolts movie, ugh, God, there's a character from the Falcon and winter soldier mm. that is on the Thunderbolts team. So right. they're all connected. They're all connected and they're all connected to these streaming shows. Yes. Yeah. I mean that, see, that's the thing about guardians of the galaxy volume three, not opening to outright smash numbers because guardians mm-hmm. opens to 130, 140, 150, whatever then Marvel could just at least crow about this all summer. They could say this opened huge and it's a blockbuster. And don't you worry your pretty little heads because all our movies are going to be fine. Quantumania was an outlier. And Mm -hmm. the fact that Guardians doesn't come in here with just undeniable smash numbers means that Marvel doesn't get to hide behind this. And instead, Mm -hmm. the talk, as it's happening here, this is their worst nightmare. Marvel's worst nightmare is that the B.O. boys are not impressed by this Guardians number, and we're talking about the Marvels and Thunderbolts and Captain America New World Order. They do not want us talking about those movies at this point. They wanted us to be talking about how great Guardians did, and that did not happen. And that is their worst nightmare. Yes, we should like uh, you, you nailed it. I mean, I was just going to reiterate exactly what you just said. Feel free to. But that is. Well, it's just that they we could be talking about how great this movie is and taking up all the time saying how close it was to the second one's opening and how these sort of Marvel legacy franchises can still do well and we wouldn't even be mentioning Thunderbolts right. because that's for next year. Yeah. You know, but it's not because this is a domino that's knocking over the next and knocking over the next. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And 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 now all the pressure is going to be on this Marvel's movie, the Marvels, which they already had moved from July. It was supposed to open this July 28th. And instead, now they push it back to November. I know there's people out there who are calling for push this out to next winter. 
you know, uh, now get, get it out. Just get it out. You get th- the poison out. Get the poison out. I mean, there is obviously that. There is something to opening it in a dead zone like January. But then, listen, you run the risk. You put the Marvels out next January 2024. You run the risk of of a cheapy, you know, Megan 2 type movie or a Megan-esque universal comedy movie. Uh, of honestly opening as big as the Marvels or or close to it, you know. If and that's such an admission. If they move it to January, that would have been such an admission of this is garbage. Yes, I mean that's a Morbius situation. You know, that, yeah, then yeah. you're telling everyone Mar- Marvels is Morbius, which I don't think they'll do that. I think that movie is opening in November. Uh, uh, you know, and, and that's that. But mm-hmm. Marvel's looking at a situation where Guardians opened kind of soft, or at least it didn't open to undeniable smash hit, everything's right with the world numbers. And they got three movies lined up that all could underperform or outright bomb. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is the, that is the state they're in. I think that a year from now, we're going to be talking about, or even earlier than that, we're going to be talking about how Marvel is fully resetting their film strategy. I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm going to throw this out here today on May 7th, May 8th, 2023. I think in the next couple of months you're going to have an announcement along the lines of Robert Downey Jr is ba- is back playing Iron Man in a Marvel movie and the Russo brothers are directing a Marvel movie. And listen, the Russo brothers yeah. could use a hit, obviously. But I, I think yeah. they are in that straight. Or the announcement will be the next movie they're going into production with is a X-Men movie. They, and okay, I don't want to get into anything here. Okay. So, Pat, you can step aside real fast while I possibly step in it. Okay. You have so much more to lose than I do. Wait I don't think this is bad. But what I'm going to say is, I think with the Jonathan Major situation, mm-hmm. which everybody can Google, huh. and if you're listening to this show, you know what's going on, huh? You know, huh? That, I think, is a bad situation, obviously. And it's a bad situation because of what happened right. in the real world, obviously. obviously. Okay? But for Marvel... It's bad because they were setting up all these movies with this gentleman, right? But getting rid of him opens the door for them to wipe that slate and blame that and say, we were going to do Kang, but now we're not going to out of respect, whatever they want to say, right. or or out of contractual whatever. Right. We're going to do X-Men. They have an out here. The, yes. Like they have an out to say we can't do Kang and everybody knows why. Yes. Right. The, the, why he was hired, who knows? That's for Hollywood to look at itself. Right. Right. But he was hired and he will quite possibly be let go. It's right. possible or he will be in all the movies. It's also possible. I mean, that is also possible. But what you could do is mm-hmm. take this chance. Kevin Feige, take this chance and wipe that slate because that slate looks like shit and do the fucking X-Men. I mean, I think that it is a sure thing they're not doing those Kang movies. And uh, 
it, 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 I, I think that they're, yeah, I think they're not doing those movies because mainly they have got to go to a sure thing or at least as sure of a thing as they're going to be able to do, yeah. which is either do X-Men bring back, you know, back up the money, you know, jet at this point. I don't think you could fit mm-hmm. this money into a, into a truck. You know, you've got it. Yeah. You, or maybe it's just a full train with like 30 cars and they're all filled with money and you're driving yeah. that train straight into Robert Downey Jr.'s mansion in the hills and yeah. blowing up his house. You're building a train track. Right. You're building a train track to his backyard so you can deliver it so he doesn't have to move a muscle. Right. And, and you're getting him back in the Iron Man suit because they cannot go forward with these B characters any longer. No, because they don't have the strong A characters around to... It's you know it's the tent it's the whole tent pole situation right they don't have any tent poles left right right I mean they've got Spider Man you know that's a thing but that's Sony and they don't have a Spider Man they don't have a legitimate Tom Holland um, uh, fronted Spider Man movie in the slate coming up to bail them out I mean the thing is obviously those are Sony and Disney co productions you know. I think getting a Spider-Man movie into production is also going to be a priority. Oh, you got to. Because they need that. They absolutely need that. So. And, and they have the cartoon movie, but that's not the same because those are beloved by people well, who that's don't Sony. go see MCU movies. Yeah. And that's, I think that's Sony with no involvement from Disney. I think Disney's that's, only involvement is in the live action Tom Holland Spider-Man okay. movies. Yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah. So I, I don't think Disney gets any anything from the uh, uh, the Sony animated Spider Man movies. So yeah, that's true. It's it's a dire situation for the MCU because Guardians mm-hmm. did not change the narrative at all. Listen, it made one hundred fourteen million dollars. Huh. This is good for theaters because. A movie opening to $114 million that sold a lot of popcorn, filled a lot of seats. I'm sure theaters were very happy that this movie opened up this weekend and kicked off the summer. That's We're oh, not yeah. here to say the movie industry is in trouble, the theatrical industry no. in trouble. That's not the case. That is no. absolutely not the case. This, though, is a narrative of the, the Marvel movie craze is in a decline and when you look ahead to their next three movies they have a lot of danger on the horizon because all three of those movies could outright bomb and that's the thing we're not sitting here talking about oh god what does this mean for the rest of the summer slate nope there's no reporting going on in any publication where this is signaling, oh no, are people just not going to the theater this summer now? No. That is not any sane publication No, is no. saying that. There no. isn't one saying that. No. This is about Marvel, like you said. And it's good that we can talk about this stuff instead of being here kvetching like, oh no, this signals bad things because people are going to interpret this as it's not no one wants to go to the movies anymore and people are going to stay away. That's not the case. People are going to be in it 
to see Book Club 2 next week. Exactly. Right? They're going to be in it for Fast X in yes. an, in two weeks. Like, Little Mermaid Fast is X- going to do fine. Guardians exactly. underperforming it's- or Marvel underperforming don't mean jack for the Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is going to do fine. And you just had Mario. So yes. if we had not had Mario or if Mario came out and underperformed, then the theaters would be like, oh, man, it would have been really awesome if we could have had like a huge, you know, uh, movie leading into the summer. And they did. They right. got one. They got one. They got Mario. Mario is a is going to be possibly a top 10 of all time domestic earner. So, yeah, the movie theater business is obviously all their financials and their debt and all that. That's a different story. But in terms of just butts and seats, do people want to go? Just look at the Mario numbers. People want to go to the movie theater. That's not a, that is not what we're debating today with this guardians underperformance. People want to go to the movie theater. They just don't necessarily want to go to Marvel superhero movies the way they did four or five years ago. But I will say the ripple effect of this, mm-hmm. and we talked about this also off mic, mm-hmm. is that I'm a little bit more down on the flash now after yeah. this. Yeah. You know, because we got hyped up. And of course, listen, we're our own men. We can make our own decisions. Huh. We we had huh. We had Jeff Bach come in here straight off of CinemaCon. Yeah. He was half man, half hype. Yeah. And he admitted it. He, he admitted yeah. it. He was he said he, he was 53% hype that night on a summer movie preview, which is again, Marvel's in decline. The BO boys are ascending. That was our biggest episode of all time. And Jeff Bach came on that summer movie preview episode, biggest episode we've ever done. And he was very hype about the flash and listen, that rubbed off on us. And I agree. I think we may have overestimated what the flash will do, but I still will say, I do think this is a Marvel problem. Yes. I think yes. it's a Marvel. It, it's, problem. it's a, it's a, it is a superhero problem yes. in general because Marvel is the preeminent right. creator and releaser of those sort of products. Yes, right. Yes. So that's why when we say there's superhero fatigue, we're mostly talking about Marvel. Right. And then there is the DC element too, with Shazam failing, of course, uh, black Adam, a you know a movie that uh, you were saying from the beginning was a bomb. Weeks and right, weeks right? and weeks. I I weeks said on this show weeks, that right. Black Adam bombed. Weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, that's that's the story. That's the story, right? Yep. And so that then is all superhero products seems to be on the downward. And you know, Flash. I still think it's gonna make Bafa Bobo right, but it, not, it might not be as big as as we both kind of predicted. Yeah. it was going. Yeah, to be. I think we both want to walk think... back the idea that the Flash will be the biggest movie of the summer. I think we. Yeah, yeah I, listen. Yeah. We talked about on that episode. I think we all were were lower than we should be on Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part. Yeah, one. that's the movie that still very well could be one, two, or three domestic for domestic. the summer. And we didn't have it there. Yeah. We were we were overhyped on Flash. And we were obviously still way too big a believer in Guardians because we all had that in our top like three or four. And this $114 million opening weekend, I think this movie is going to hold okay because people seem to like it. But this movie is not going to do three hundred, you know, fifty million million uh, domestic. It's just not. 
It's just not. No. And, Coming off and of this opening weekend, two, it's just not. And Fast X in two weeks is going to eat its lunch. It's going to eat its lunch, 100%. And Little Mermaid's going to eat its lunch. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid's going to eat its lunch. When does Little Mermaid come out? I think it is the end of this month. I think we get a uh, Fast X and Little Mermaid back to back. I'm looking at it right now. So you've got next week, of course, is Book Club, the next chapter on May 12th. Then May 19th is Fast X. And then the following weekend is Memorial Weekend. And that's Little Mermaid. So yeah, 26. Guardians has next weekend where it's just Book Club is its competition. And then. 19th fast x eats its lunch and then little mermaid comes Ooh, and in then, and just just takes it to the bone that weekend and then june 2nd across the spider-verse yeah and then guardians is just uh in the two dollar uh, theaters yeah. yeah 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 toast yeah so again it's a good weekend for movie theaters because a movie mm-hmm. made 114 million dollars in one weekend yeah um, it is a mixed to negative weekend for Marvel. And mm-hmm. I think the bigger story is the last surefire thing they had before three movies in a row that are iffy at best didn't blow the doors off. It just didn't. Yeah. Yep. You know, and listen, we talked, good. we talked in our uh, preview episode about a lot of the reasons I think it's, Pretty clear the cast of Guardians was pretty checked out on this one. We talked about that a lot. Chris Pine is Mario. You know, Star-Lord is not his priority. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pine is whatever the name of his Dungeons & Dragons character is. D&D character, yeah. Yeah. Um, But Chris Pratt is Mario. Chris Pratt is Mario. He's done talking about Star-Lord. And for all the people who said, well, Chris Pratt said in interviews that he'd be willing to come back. No, he's not. He's not. He's saying that because he's trying to be nice or he's putting them over the barrel and he's saying, guess what? If you want me back, you got to pay, baby. So we haven't seen this film, but I have been trying to keep track of news and don't spoil anything. uh, Okay. I won't spoil anything then. I won't spoil anything then. Don't. Don't spoil. Come on. I won't spoil anything. I mean, I think you even bringing this up is a spoiler. Well, listen. The you people, even the people who are coming this. to listen to the Bo Boys, they don't care about the movie itself. They only care about the business in the box office. So I don't even think I they can be spoiled. But I won't spoil I anything. I won't should. say anything. I won't I say anything. I think they should not care. But I think some All of right. them do. I'll stop then. I won't. Nobody's I won't perfect. Say anything else. I won't say. Well, anything else. too bad. Because guess what, Pat. That was just a non-spoiler spoiler. So thank you for spoiling me. You're welcome. You have said you have no intention of seeing this movie at this point. That's not true. I I said, oh, if we didn't see it this weekend, which we didn't. Which we did Because didn't. I still had Star Wars Influenza. Right. And I'm just getting better now. Right? I would have seen this movie. We would have seen this movie. If we would have. If, we would have seen this movie. So it was Star Wars Influenza. Thank you, Star Wars, for that. Thank you. May the fourth be with you day. Thank you for making me sick. Anyway, I would have seen this movie and now I'm spoiled. And that's fine. Listen, that is I fine. shouldn't care because we're talking about B.O. Here's, but... here's what we could agree on. That is fine. That is fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. But I will sue you. I am going to sue you. 
go for for it, punitive buddy. damages that you're giving me. You you sue me? Yeah, yeah, punitive damages. All right, so, so that you sue everybody, sue everybody. There, there is. I would say there is a a, a high percentage of the Bo Boys audience who is just just cheering at what what just happened there. What we just did, yes, yeah. yes. They because they know, they, they get know. it and they love it. They and mm-hmm. they're and they're rushing to go listen to those those old cassette tapes right after this episode yes. ends. Um, yeah, dusting off the cassette tape player. So, is there anything else to say right now about Guardians? I mean, obviously, a big story is going to be next weekend how it holds up. Because listen, yeah, Quantum Mania opened only like $10 million less, $9 million less. This is a much more liked movie than quantum mania. It only opened up $8 million higher than quantum mania. Quantum mania did one Oh six. Yeah. I, I I'm curious. Cause I don't know if Gar- guardians will hold better than quantum mania. Mm-hmm. Quantum mania was a, a fully loathed derided movie. I don't know. If I mean, Quantum, it, it, it if dropped Gar- like 69%. Dropped 70% in its second weekend I'm looking at. Guardians is not going to do that. 70, yeah. Guardians is not going to do that. But I, I just don't see some kind of incredible leggy run for Guardians coming off of this. I think it'll do fine, but I think it's it's going to... Yeah, I don't think it's going to get to $300 million. We'll talk about that in preview weekends and weekends to come. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, it's a disappointing opening weekend. It, it just is. Yeah. It just is. Anything else that you felt like we didn't touch on in the rest of the top 10 that you feel? No, is I don't think we have anything to talk about. I, I mean, no, I, I, no, it's all old news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. The other new release, it came and went. Love again, based on the songs of Celine Dion. Surprising. No surprise did absolutely no business at the box office did make the top five, which I said, it did. so I nailed this top five. It did. That's one thing. But other than that, I don't think we need, we don't have time. We've we're, we're at 50 minutes. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We, we've thoroughly talked guardians. There's plenty of time to talk about any of these other movies. If they do anything interesting, which they haven't. Yeah. Uh, here's something I'll throw out there for a future episode. Um, we should figure out at what point we're going to divvy up the millions for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I do think that is a movie that has earned the the high status of having its money divvied up by the B.O. Boys. You know, it is currently well, at mean- five hundred and eighteen million dollars and it's got a long ways to go, but. Maybe when it hits, and it's already past a billion dollars worldwide, it's a billion dollar baby. Yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe maybe we'll wait until later in its run. But I do think eventually that is a movie that's going to have to get its money divvied up. Hmm. But and that's illumination, so it's going on the cock. It's going on. The Mario's going to go on the cock, but right now they're. They've pushed back the PVOD date. So mm-hmm. we don't know the Smart, cock smartly. date. Yeah. So there is no cock date for Mario. 
but obviously, obviously Mario does not want to go on the cock. Yeah. And I think that's when we divvy up the millions. Yeah. When Mario is that day. Yeah. The day Mario drops on the cock, then we divvy up the millions. Yeah. So, so that's the day and that's not going to come for a while. So no, that won't come soon. Okay. So Pat, where can they find us? Email us at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. In fact, going to quickly read an email we got from our pal, our pal Danny at ice screen, you scream for movies. Great podcast. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 Legs is his subject. And Danny writes to us here to support and say the legs for Guardians Volume 3 is going to be great. While I know the MCU fatigue is indeed happening, but the reviews and word of mouth are so great, even I support the movie very much and say it's well-deserved, especially we all have to appreciate one man who is a lifesaver and great CBM director of all, James Gunn. Saw it past Thursday, loved very much, and I predict for the second weekend that this will drop around 50%. If all well said and done, never doubt James Gunn. Thanks for reading. Danny, I scream, you scream for the number four Number movies. four. So thank you for that email. And listen, Danny, he saw the movie, and he says that the word of mouth and the legs are going to be great. So that's great boots on the ground reporting from Danny. I hope he's yeah. right. Hope he's right. I hope he's right. I do think this will drop in the 60s, though. I agree. Um, yeah. So email us at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Of course, we are YouTubers. So subscribe and watch on YouTube. Even if you listen to the whole episode as a podcast, just watch it again on YouTube because you are going to experience something completely new. You're going to be seeing us as we talk which is, I think, just incredible, incredible entertainment. So you can't experience it only on podcasts. You've got to subscribe, like, and subscribe. I'm pointing down. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. We are YouTubers now. So find the BO Boys podcast on YouTube. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Really helps New listeners find the show, and the show is bigger than ever. Like we said, April, biggest month in the history of the B.O. Boys, and I think May could be even bigger. So tell your friends to listen to the show. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on social media. Want to be Owen Turn Christopher is doing a bang-up job, just killing it with the video clips on our Twitter channel. So follow us at the B.O. Boys Pod on social media and Clayton, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all there is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. Will Oh, this. Nailed it. Nailed it.